0: Opinions expressed herein are subject to change and not necessarily the opinion of the firm. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. The information presented herein is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide personal investment advice. It is important that you consider your tolerance for risk and investment goals when making investment decisions. Investing in securities does involve risk and the potential of losing money. The material does not constitute research, investment advice, or trade recommendations. And now introducing Mr. Keith Lanton.
1: Hi, good morning. Mid-May, May 17th. Also uh, this year, it is tax day for most. IRS uh, giving the public uh, the opportunity to extend tax day by about a month as a result of the pandemic. But time marches on and uh, today is uh, the day that IRA contributions are due. It's also the day taxes are due unless you've taken a extension. And it's also a time to discuss and reflect on the markets this morning, as we get lots of uh, different uh, cross currents, both on the geopolitical side, as we see tensions picking up in the Middle East, um, as well as on the geopolitical side in terms of uh, in terms of uh, tariffs and relations between countries, the U.S., China, and uh, U.S. Uh, seeking uh, perhaps to uh, Enhance their relationship with some of their former allies. Some discussions this morning that the U.S. and the EU are working together to help minimize some of the tariffs that have been put in place over the last few years. So this morning, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the changes taking place in advertising and the effect that the Internet has, uh, has had and how that has evolved. And then we'll talk uh, about the markets this morning. Uh, Barron's uh, spent a lot of time talking about inflation Uh, something that we saw rear its head in a significant way last week with some of the inflation data, and uh, Barron's uh, spent a lot of time focusing on that, so we'll address uh, some of the uh, thoughts uh, that are uh, pervading the marketplace on whether or not inflation uh, is here to stay and what that might look like and what influence that may have on financial markets. So I'm going to start with some thoughts on changes that have taken place and how we as a society here in the United States as well as worldwide are influenced by things like uh, advertising and how we get our information and uh, perhaps uh, how that uh, translates into changes or thoughts uh, regarding uh, portfolio management uh, and where opportunities do and do not uh, lie. So some uh, statistics here on what uh, people are doing with their leisure time. And uh, 2019 uh, was the first year that uh, more Americans spent more time on mobile devices than they did uh, viewing television. In 2019, uh, last time we have uh, data available, uh, the average uh, American spent uh, just about three hours and 45 minutes uh, on their mobile device. Um, now, they could have been watching uh things like Netflix on that device, is that uh, has certainly changed television viewership. Um, and traditional television, sitting in front of a television in your living room or den, down to three hours and uh, 35 minutes. If you just go back uh, five years to 2015, and uh, those statistics very different. Uh, Americans spending over four hours watching television and about two and a half hours on a mobile device. Um, so you can see that uh, significant uh, change in uh, in our in our entertainment habits, so as Americans uh, and the rest of the world has shifted to more mobile usage, uh, one of the primary beneficiaries has been Google and uh, Google is uh, oftentimes uh, the search engine of choice when uh, when looking for things on the internet and as a matter of fact, in the last year, Google's market share um, has risen despite the fact that they have an extremely high Market share already. Um, worldwide, uh, when looking at the search, uh, Google has eighty seven point five percent market share. The next closest is China's Baidu with a nine point three percent market share. Um, Yahoo and Bing uh, hovering around one percent market share. Interesting fact is that Google has gained market share relative to Baidu, the Chinese market uh, internet search company. Uh, despite the Chinese government's uh, wishes, um, one issue with Google is the generalization: People do not utilize the entirety entirety of this search, which, uh, which is very inefficient seventy five percent of all click throughs are in the top three search results that a query returns, according to Google itself. only three quarters of one percent of Google users click on any result on the second page of a search. As a result, it's gotten very expensive to be one of those top three search results. Um, If you're wondering what uh, perhaps is uh, the most expensive uh, word to uh, advertise for, um, that word is insurance, uh, followed by loan, mortgage, credit, and attorney, uh, the words that uh, advertisers pay up the most to be a top search result recent development or change that perhaps uh, could affect uh, Google's uh, dominance in the advertising world is the rise of brand influencers on social media. An influencer is a person with an Internet presence or following who partners with a brand or advertiser to create sponsored content with a view to changing or redirecting consumer behavior. An influencer is a peer, therefore, with a trusted opinion. And influencers' followers might make purchases either directly or by bypassing uh, traditional search engines and uh, platform and retail platforms, and going uh, directly to the product that the uh, influencer is uh, is suggesting um, to their audience. And advertisers uh, are significantly starting to lean towards influencers because uh, they work and they are. Uh, increasingly becoming cost-efficient relative to the cost of things like search on an individual word. 65% of advertisers recently in an interview said that they are looking to increase their spending on influencers. For every $1 spent on influencers, advertisers say they are realizing $5.20 of revenue, which is why influencers are powerful and why the demand for them is uh, increasing substantially. Nearly 40% of Twitter users say they've made a purchase based on a tweet from an influencer. 7% of all marketers are now spending over $1 million annually on influencers. And 17% of marketers now spend more than 50% of their advertising budget on influencers. Part of this is due to the uh, increasing, uh, perhaps, savviness of uh, of the internet uh, search audience. Um, where banner ads, if you go back uh, in the early days of the Internet, were the primary means of advertising on the Internet. Now, banner ad click-through rates are 0.06% click-through rates um, for banner ads. Um, so six out of every 1,000 banner ads are click-through. And if you think about that, uh, most of those click-throughs uh, perhaps are by accidents or by bots. Um, So the real click-through rate could even be uh, meaningfully lower than that 6 out of every 1,000. We're going to talk about markets a little while. We're going to turn things over to uh, Brad, give us some uh, insights here, what he's seeing, um, especially what he's seeing or not seeing in the bond market. Uh, Keith Douglas, uh, at his son's graduation, won't be uh, joining us on the call this morning. So after Brad, we'll open it up to questions, thoughts, or comments. Taking a look at uh, at what's going on this morning, um, we are seeing uh, futures uh, to the downside. S&P futures about, uh, let me take a quick look here, about 18 points uh, below fair value as the market's giving back some of its two-day rally rebound. Um, investor confidence had been shaken last week, especially after some uh, unsettling inflation data. Uh, other indices futures, the Dow futures are down about 160 NASDAQ futures this morning down about uh, 77 points, or just over half of one percent, below fair value. Uncertainty has been fueled in parts by signs of inflation and a lack of growth stock leadership. Despite the Fed remaining consistent on its view that inflation pressure should be—and the key word here that you're hearing over and over again—is transitory. Should be transitory. Um, Some have speculated they might have to start talking about tapering asset purchases later this year as reopening activity drives rehiring activity and inflation. In the meantime, there aren't many catalysts um, on the uh, big picture of macro cat- catalysts, um, although some are concerned about the latest conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. Um, others might be viewing the uh, ups and downs over the weekend uh, with some commentary by Elon Musk. Uh, weakness in crypto markets as a risk-off indicator, um, although uh, Bitcoin uh, recovering some this morning after Elon Musk made some uh, comments uh, clarifying um, that uh, he's saying now that uh, Tesla has not sold any Bitcoin. Some tweets over the weekend indicating that perhaps Tesla had uh, liquidated its uh, Bitcoin holdings. Companies in the news this morning, Discovery uh, Communications, symbol D-I-S-C-A, is up about 15% after agreeing to combine with AT&T, which is up about $1.30, a little over 33 Uh Warner WarnerMedia, the unit of AT&T, um, said that uh, that they are going to uh, create a new publicly traded company. AT&T shareholders will own 71% of the company, while Discovery shareholders will own 29% of the company. Um, also in the media space, uh, CBS Viacom trading uh, about a point higher this morning, uh, perhaps uh, partially due to some of the uh, positive news in the space uh, on uh, media assets, uh, but also because uh, they said that uh, former CEO um, CBS CEO Les Moonves has dropped uh, his uh, legal um, legal pursuit uh, against CBS Viacom and uh, that helping sentiment towards uh, VIAC, uh, Viacom, CBS. Uh, Starbucks this morning saying they won't require masks for fully vaccinated customers unless required by law. Um, also, uh, with respect to COVID, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci says the CDC changed mask guidance because of accumulation of data showing real-world effectiveness of against the vaccines, Um, Also, against variants that are circulating, and went on to say that uh, he thinks it is very unlikely that a vaccinated person would transmit it to someone else. Um, CNBC is reporting that 16 states have ended their pandemic enhanced unemployment benefits, and Bloomberg is reporting that the Biden administration will have talks with the EU on steel overcapacity after the EU pledged not to increase tariffs on whiskey. Overseas. Markets, uh, equity indices in the Asia-Pacific region began the week on a mostly higher note, um, seeing uh, strength in China. uh, Markets there up about eight-tenths of a percent. India, um, where COVID cases uh, are starting to decline, was up 1.7 percent, although the number is still very high. Uh, Deaths remaining above 4,000. Um, But uh, nevertheless, uh, the good news is that uh, the shape of the uh, curve uh, is starting to uh, bend in the right direction in India. Um, We are seeing weakness in Japan. Uh, Markets there down nine-tenths of one percent. Australia up slightly. Um, Chinese uh, economic data, perhaps uh, one of the reasons behind some weakness here in the U.S., although it didn't lead to weakness in China. Um, Came in uh, largely below expectations. Uh, Retail sales were up 17.7% year-over-year. Sounds great, but was expected to be up 24.9%. Industrial production up 9.8%. Again, sounds good, but expectations uh, were for a number north of uh, 14%. So uh, both of those uh, coming in uh, slightly uh, weaker than expected. Um, Taking a look at the uh, bond market this morning, we are seeing strength in uh, treasuries um, after uh, after the uh, futures uh, are looking uh, a little bit lower. Um, So the 30-year yield is uh, 235, the 10-year is a 163. Um, Actually, both those numbers now off their strongest levels and both relatively uh, just about flat. I mean, very, very, very slightly to the upside. Oil is down about 50 cents. Natural gas this morning getting a big boost up 11 cents, that's 3.75%. Gold's up about $10 an ounce, silver up about 30 cents. Um, So uh, both those metals uh, showing some uh, relative strength and the dollar relatively flat. Some other news this morning in corporate America. Twitter says that, uh, well actually Verve is saying that that Twitter could be working on a $2.99 monthly subscription service. Uh, United Airlines saying that they plan to apply 80% of their U.S. schedule um, this July um, compared to July of last year. Um, Walmart saying that they will stop requiring masks for vaccinated workers and shoppers. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. And ABC News is reporting that uh, Disney will be opening their Paris resort on June 17th. Moving on to what we have to look forward to this week. Um, today... Um, we are getting uh, data from the, uh, the, uh, the New York Empire Manufacturing Index. Um, the expectations for that number um, was that the uh, index would come in at uh, 25. That's uh, down from 26.3 last month. Uh, that data is out this morning, and I will share it with you here. Um, that number came in at 24.3 versus the 25 expectation um, also, uh, today we get the National Association of Home Builders releasing their housing market index for May. It's expected to come in at 81.5. Um, tomorrow, we get earnings from Home Depot, Macy's, and Walmart. We also get new residential construction data for May. Wednesday, earnings from Cisco, JD.com, Lowe's, TJ Maxx, and Target. Uh, Federal Open Market Committee releases the minutes from there. Late April monetary policy meeting. Thursday, we get earnings from Applied Materials, L Brands, and Ralph Lauren. Uh, also on Thursday, uh conference board releasing their uh, leading economic uh, indicators. All right, moving on to uh, Barron's taking a look at the markets. Uh, last week, uh, the S&P fell 1.4%. The Dow dropped 1.1%. 1. 1, NASDAQ was off 23 Um, That might look bad, but it was far worse than uh, Wednesday's close when each of the indexes was down more than 3% on the week, and that was after the Consumer Price Index rose 8 tenths of 1% in April, and that was more than quadruple the anticipated 2 tenths of 1% uh, increase. Uh, the jump in inflation and the gap between it and expectations was similar to April's payrolls, which came in at just 266,000, well below the 975,000 that was forecast. That was for the employment numbers, the biggest miss on record. Now the stock market uh, is expected to be volatile, but uh, the U.S. economy and the kind of the numbers that we uh, expect uh, to see on the uh, performance of the economy and inflation indicators. We don't expect that to be uh, as volatile as what uh, we've been seeing, um, but that's what's been happening, uh, you know, recently. And uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, that's uh, due to the uh, uns- uneven nature of the recovery from the pandemic. One area that has not been as volatile lately, um, but uh, could shake the markets if it becomes more volatile, is the Treasury market, where the yields are holding after a big run-up. Um, in this uh, 160 to 170 range, um, if we were to see an increase uh, or, or a decrease, but a change in treasury yields, that uh, type of volatility could ripple through um, financial markets. Uh, the good news is that uh, earnings have been uh, exceptionally strong and are expected to uh, continue coming in strong. They're up 36% this year, um, an astounding rate, but one that is not uncommon at this stage of a bull market. Um, the good news is that typically um, when you see earnings growth of 25% or more, um, typically you see a stock market uh, that is healthy. So moving on to uh things to uh, worry about or think about. Um, and Barron's uh, talking about uh, the one topic that was on everyone's mind uh, last week and certainly on... Uh, not just the stock market investors' minds, but uh, bond market investors as well, and that is inflation. Cover story of Barron's uh, says inflation is here and hotter than it looks. Why it's time to worry? Um, Barron's uh, interviewed um, Irv Blumpkin. Um, He is the CEO and chairman of Nebraska's Furniture Mart, which is a, a furniture retailer uh, that sold a majority stake to Berkshire Hathaway in 1983. Um, Mr. Blumpkin expressing concerns about inflation. Um, specifically, he was pointing to, uh, the costs of shipping containers, um, which he have said have jumped over the past six months to $10,000 from $3,500. And being short on containers, his suppliers abroad are out of stor- storage. They're halting production um and that is uh, making uh, Nebraska Mart's order backlogs um even worse and right now his backlogs are 6 times as long as they were a few months ago and that's just to get goods um into his stores um he says that um his vendors have increased prices multiple times over the past 3 months and each of those times prices have gone up to him 3 to 8% he said it's the highest rate of inflation that he has ever seen except for the 1970s. Um, what is happening at Nebraska's Furniture Mart is playing out across America, um, yet monetary and fiscal policy remains on autopilot uh, geared to an economy stuck in recession as the Federal Reserve's in- favored inflation gauge um, remains close to its 2% uh, target. Uh, the gap between, therefore, reported inflation – um, which is uh, which is in that two to three percent range, according to the Fed, and the experience of businesses and consumers is a signal to investors that uh, inflation may, in fact, uh, be hotter than it looks. Money supply is measured by M2, um, is up 26 percent year over year, largest increase since 1943. M1, which is a measure of the very liquid money in circulation, is up. Uh, Despite these figures, the Fed has shown no signs of slowing its $120 billion in monthly purchases of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that it began in response to the pandemic. It is possible the Fed is right, and soaring prices from everything from lumber to labor will drop once COVID-19 fades, rendering inflation a head fake and current worries and overreaction. Um, but it's also possible that uh, the reported inflation, um, even with its flaws, um, is starting to indicate that we are starting to see price pressure, and this is uh, the reported inflation that the uh, Fed is looking at. Many businesses are reporting they can't find workers. They have ultra-low inventories. Um, record numbers of companies say they plan to raise prices as they see costs rising rapidly. Um, meanwhile, household inflation expectations are at their highest level in a decade, as measured by the University of Michigan's uh, Consumer Sentiment Index. One feature of the great inflation that we saw in the 1960s to the early 1980s was a buy-in-advance mentality. If prices are going to go up, i better buy now. And there is some evidence that psychology is starting to take hold. Um, Barron's talked to uh, uh individual who is in the business of... Uh, of uh, of of storing goods, um, and he said that wood pallets, those are those pallets that companies use across supply chains to stack, store, and transport materials and finished goods, that the price of those pallets has been increasing dramatically. Um, demand for them is overwhelming, and what customers have started doing is renting warehouse space so that they can hoard pallets, buying them at these low prices because they're concerned if they need them in the future, they are going to be more expensive. Um, what he said he's starting to see in the pallet market, uh, again, these are just these wood crates that you store uh, goods on, um, is, that, uh, is that they have uh, people trading in these wood pallets, buying them in markets like the Midwest, where pallets might cost uh, 7 or $8, and selling them on the West Coast, um, where there's less supply for 11 to $12. Um, there are some uh, shock absorbers out there that could potentially limit um, inflation, and uh, and protect against price increases. One of those is productivity. As, uh, as companies have invested more and more in technology and robotics, um, it is uh, possible that those will uh, blunt inflation, especially wage inflation, as companies are struggling to find workers and perhaps uh, are able to replace workers with uh, technology. You certainly see that at uh, checkout lines uh, at places like Walmart and Target. Um, You also see it uh, when you go to Panera and uh, you place your own order um, or you use uh, the Starbucks app. Uh, That is technology increasing productivity. But it is a significant concern that inflation expectations uh, need to remain anchored given the size of uh, both uh, government debt as well as corporate debt. Corporate debt is at $11 trillion um, at a record level. Government debt is on pace to reach 127% of GDP this year. Um, So, rising rates uh, could significantly crimp both corporate America and uh, the U.S. uh, government. Um, If uh, average borrowing rates for the uh, Treasury were to inch, or I guess it would be more than an inch, were to jump up to to about 5% on average, a number that's uh, not out of the realm uh, in recent history. Um, If we were to see U.S. borrowing costs uh, rise to 5%, again, significantly higher than what the government's paying today, um, then uh, servicing debt would rise to 30% of the government's budget, um, something that uh, some say would potentially be unsustainable and uh, would lead to uh, concerns about the U.S. Uh, remaining uh, the reserve currency of the world. So conclusion is it's going to take time to determine whether current price increases are in fact transitory, that word. Um, though time isn't on the Fed side, The longer, even temporary inflation persists, the more likely it is to take hold. For the Fed to be correct, the right combination of supply-side relief, shortages from chips to labor need to abate, Uh, productivity growth, and cooler demand need to materialize. So Barron talked about some ideas for those who might be worried about inflation. Uh, A couple of thoughts uh, from a different article on this topic in Barron's. Um, The Horizon Kinetics Inflation Beneficiaries Fund, Um, it's an ETF, the symbol is Ida Nancy Frank Lucky, like I-N-F-L, which is an active fund launched just in January of this year, invests in companies that have a lot of hard assets and business models that are less reliant on capital and labor input. fund has heavy exposure to materials and energy, also owns lots of financial stocks, uh, many of its holdings generate revenue from land, royalties, or operating platforms that have been in place for decades. Um, despite its short history, uh, the fund has gained 17% since inception versus an 8% increase in the S&P 500 over the same time period. Second uh, idea is the $34 million Nuveen short-term REIT ETF. symbol here is N-U-R-E, Nancy Uniform Roger Eddy. Um, this is a uh, REIT which focuses on short-term lease agreements, which uh, reset rents more frequently and therefore are more likely to rise, along with interest rates and inflation. The fund uh, mostly owns apartment buildings, hotels, self-storage facilities, and manufactured homes. And finally, the last uh, uh, thought here to share with you this morning is the $3.1 billion, uh and This is a mouthful quadratic interest rate volatility and inflation hedge ETF. Symbol is IVOL, I-V-O-L, 85% weight in tips, uh, which offer inflation protection as their face value is based on the CPI, um, and an additional 15% in fixed income options that would profit from rising long-term interest rates. Um, obviously, if uh, since they're playing options there, they not only have to be right about the direction, but uh, the timing as well on that uh, 15%. Uh, this piece not only offers a different inflation measure from the CPI, but also um, offer a, offers a layer of protection when the bond market uh, sells off. Um, year-to-date, with interest rates picking up, uh, the quadratic ETF has outperformed um, the tip uh, ETF by about 4 percentage points. Before I turn it over to Brad, I'll mention one stock idea. Barron's uh, talking about electric vehicles. But we're not talking about the the typical electric vehicles that we think about. Um, They are talking about the Stanley uh, tools, symbol SWK, and the electrification of your lawn tools. Um, Tools that run on batteries are less noisy, noxious, uh, and noxious than those that use gasoline. And there is a big shift to battery-operated tools and mowers uh, currently taking place. Um, We are seeing a move towards uh, riding mowers and robotic mowers that work on battery power. Um, And this is uh, having a a significant uh, uh, benefit to Stanley, symbol SWK, um, which uh, owns namesake brands like DeWalt, Craftsman, uh, Bowstitch, and more. Um, Electric lawn tools bring their manufacturers something even more reliable than brand affinity, and that is swappable batteries. Um, If you've ever bought uh, a battery-powered tool, you'll know that you also have to buy this uh, additional battery, uh, and you probably need to also buy a battery charger. Um, Often, it looks like a little uh, charging station, and that charger only works with that brand. So, um, if you're using a Stanley uh, product uh, for your lawnmower, you might be more likely to uh, purchase a Stanley product uh, to power your, uh, uh, your leaf blower. Um, because uh, you've already got the uh, essential equipment, so uh, loyalty gets uh, built in pretty quickly. Stanley has three times the e-commerce business of its next largest competitor. Um, in markets where it's underrepresented, like China, India, Japan, and Germany, it's in the process of selling directly to customers um, and uh, the CEO in this uh, article says uh, that he is seeing end costs go up for uh, inputs to his products. Um, and he said that traditionally they have passed on 30 to 50 percent of their inflation that they experience to their customers. Uh, sales and earnings for Stanley are expected to not only top uh, p- uh, pre-pandemic levels, um, but uh, they are expected to exceed those levels uh, this year. The shares are trading for just under 20 times this year's earnings forecast, um, and also uh, you have the potential for uh, for uh, regulation assisting uh, as well. Um, it's possible by the middle of next decade um, that you may see uh, local uh, laws or state laws passed uh, stating uh, that uh, electric lawn and garden equipment uh, has to uh, be the norm as opposed to uh, gasoline-powered. Already one quarter of Californians live in municipalities with leaf blower restrictions. Those are mostly due to noise and times of day. Um, but there is so far in California a handful with outright bans on gla- gas blowers. I'm going to turn it over uh, to Brad.
0: So good morning, Brad. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. Uh, it's mid-year and uh, taxes are uh, due today and it's a great time of year to review portfolios. Uh, There's no question that bond rates are going to have a tremendous amount of control over what happens in so many segments of the markets uh, over the rest of this year. Uh, I know Keith just discussed uh, the cover story in Barron's about inflation, uh, but I, I still suspect that the Fed has showed their hand on numerous occasions. Every time Powell or Yellen or one of the other Fed chiefs opens their mouth about higher rates, the market panics, everyone panics, and uh, it seems that they quickly reverse course. I don't know how um, long that cat-and-mouse game is going to go on, uh, but it seems to me that for the near term, uh, the cat-and-mouse game will go on. Uh, they, the Fed can't, after all the money that's been pumped into the country, the Fed can't allow bonds to go into a free fall. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're we may not drift to higher rates over the course of the year, uh, but, but that's, that's something that's important to watch. Uh, it seems there's been a major shift from more traditional portfolios, uh, myself included, to uh, less balanced portfolios, o- overweightings that uh, are not historically uh, what what we've been doing for, when I say we, what maybe I've been doing for investors, uh, but it is time to think about where uh, you stand and if you're comfortable with where you stand. Uh, We've had a heck of a run in a lot of markets. Uh, With local taxes uh, in already high-tax states even going higher, uh, credit ratings starting to stabilize, it may not be a bad time to see if you're underweighted in munis. If you're bearish on bonds, the way to protect yourself is pay the premium and buy higher coupon bonds. If if rates go higher, uh, we can look at tax swaps uh, as the year goes on. And in the meantime, you're clipping the tax-exempt, uh, tax, the tax-exempt coupon, which uh, always is uh, a nice way to uh, generate some, some income. Uh, I know there may be bigger fish to fry right now with the market so volatile and exciting, uh, so I'm going to end there for today. And that's all I have to t- have today, and I hope everyone has a great week. Thanks.
1: That's everything I've got. Thank you for listening to Mr. Keith Lanton. This podcast is available on most platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. For more information, please visit our website at www.heraldlantern.com.